Alright. Okay, and we are back for another edition of Bosnian American Professionals Podcast. Episode My name is <laughs> Nedim Ramić. I'm a car accident attorney here in the St. Louis area and my co-host... Dr. Avdić, I'm chiropractor here in St. Louis and our guest is... Uh, my name is Elvin Kolic, I'm a real estate agent in St. Louis, Missouri. Besides the fact that you're real estate agents, you've got to admit that you all we're also good friends here. Yes, we've been we hanging are. out been, recently yes. a whole lot. A we just went time, fishing yeah. and that was an amazing experience. Yep. And so, so tell us how many fish did you catch? <laughs> well, if you count yours, are <laughs> 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 funny. Uh, so I'm not disclosing that. <laughs> so Eli, then tell us more about your life just from Bosnia and where else. Uh, I know you lived in Germany and then uh, in the U.S., so years you moved and <coughs> yeah, I your came, experience. Yeah, you I came, came to uh, uh, Germany uh, in 1992 and lived there until 98, uh, finished the, the high school there, and then I moved to uh, St. Louis in 98. And uh, did the St. Louis Community College for a few years, got my real estate license, and I've been licensed since 2001. So, what was your first impression of U.S.? Uh, culture shock. <laughs> Coming from Germany, <coughs> it was huge. It was huge culture shock. So, then uh, you get adapted to Like so many of us, and basically we kind of came around the same time. You came in 98, I came in 99, but that was the, that was the big wave of Bosnian Americans yeah. to St. Louis, and then it just started dropping off from there. And then I agree with you, culture shock, in particular coming from Germany to the yes. United States was yes. huge. Was. Uh, but community college, I think we knew each other at community college. We well, we did, but I uh, did some take some classes on Merrimack, uh, and then I switched back and forth Merrimack and uh, Forest Park. That's what so. it was. And then you were amongst the first Bosnian American real estate agent. You're not. You're not the first. I'm not the first, like, but one of maybe? the first. Yes, that got a license. Uh, there's a lot of them. Uh, few of them that got licensed before me. A few years, but um, got in the business just for heck of it, just for trying. I got a license, and then I see how how's that gonna work for me, and worked fine. Been licensed since then. You have been doing it ever since. Ever since, yep. What kind of I guess you've seen it all in this real estate market, you know, ups and downs, the, re the real lows and the real, you know, peaks of it all. Well, there was not so many ups and downs unless uh, you're counting the one recently in 2009, well, uh, last one. But before that was uh, beautiful. There, there were no uh, bad, uh, bad... Uh, no bad no deals in real deals, estate. No, I mean, it was awesome. And until 2008 and nine first drop was huge, nobody expected it. Even in my office, there was an agent that had been licensed for 30, 40 years, would, didn't expect that kind of drop. Mm -hmm. And they always say, oh, you know, it's gonna last a couple months, six months, a year and two, and then, you know, some people went out of the business. Our office was like, uh, uh, average age of a real estate agent was like 63. Wow. So all the young folks uh, left the business, so. That is crazy. Yeah, I remember the golden years before the 08, and I wasn't even in real estate. And it seemed like if you bought a house today for a hundred thousand dollars, you could sell it in a month for a hundred and fifty thousand dollars. Yes. So it was like a foolproof money making you machine. Were, you're talking about 2002, three, and four. That was one of those Boston golden age. Uh, when you buy the home, you put a flap of new paint and put it on the market, and you sell it for a lot more money. That was. 
it just didn't seem sustainable, but nobody saw the drop coming. Nobody right? did. Even the old timers did. I mean, brokers. I mean, this was like a huge thing. Happened. Came as a surprise. It was, you know. Mm. Nobody expected it. Now, besides being an agent, um, I mean, and how you and I originally met was in the gym. Well, yes. Almost uh, 20, 15 years ago. Probably in 2002, right? three, something like something that. Like that yeah. Yeah. Uh, so we went to a medical school at that point, right? Well, I was in still an undergrad. But yeah, yeah. So <coughs> you're you're still obviously in the in in exercise and uh, you you you're more involved. In I am. I was. I did. Now. Yeah, I and did stop at one point. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and gain a lot of weight because of the business, real estate business, and children. And, yeah, and yeah, children. Stuff has changed, you know. But yeah, I'm back. For the last three years, I've been. And I know you're really into a specific diet now. What, what I am, but do? most people didn't understand, don't understand the concept of, the, of that diet, but I'll try to explain a little bit. Uh, it's a ketogenic diet, keto diet. Uh, it's basically uh, uh, you, most of your energy source, source of your, uh, it's coming from glucose normally, right? And uh, carbohydrates. So basically you learn, uh, adapt your body to burn fat as a main source of, uh, of um, uh, energy. So what does your diet mostly consist of now? <laughs> You're not going <laughs> to take it against me if I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of steaks. <laughs> no, uh, uh, mostly a good, uh, good uh, source of fat. That's main. Uh, so good fat is like avocado, olive oils. Uh, coconut oils uh, that's probably 70 percent I, like, I like those fat bombs fat bombs are amazing <laughs> yeah, if you know how to make them yeah <laughs> so uh what i take uh, what i eat the most of the time is uh i'm trying to be in ketosis mm -hmm. i eat about 60 to 70 percent fat but uh, 20 percent proteins i tend to overeat on proteins because i work out <laughs> and maybe five to ten percent of uh, yeah. uh, carbohydrate. Depending. And your main goal was uh, basically just to drop weight and get back in the shape? The main goal was to lose fat and keep the muscles because most of these yo-yo uh, diet you get on it you lost fat you lost weight and then when you start eating back on a standard food you get that weight back and my main goal was to keep the muscles Keep eating the good food. I keep eating the good food and lose the fat, because the fat is actually the stuff that you don't need. Muscles, it's something that uh, speed up your metabolism and keep you healthy. So. Ketogenic diet. Now it's going to seem like every podcast I talk about my little brother with epilepsy, but I remember back in the day when he first got epilepsy, he was put on ketogenic it's, diet because yeah. it, it affects the brain chemistry. It does. It, it, there's a lot of uh, studies done on that, and it helps a lot of people with a lot of uh, type of uh, autoimmune disease. And I uh, remember reading about that too, about epilepsy. And that's how the keto diet got into uh, into first place. But we talked about 50, 60 years ago. Now it's more kind of a popular diet because people losing weights. Um, type type two diabetic. Uh, 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 obese, obese people lose a lot of weight and they get off the medication. 
So yeah, it was uh, it was used in uh, medical purposes, like you mentioned epilepsy a while ago. <coughs> um, recent last few years have been more in, uh, across the fitness board. It is, yeah, because they looked at the uh, other benefits. benefits as yes, well. mm -hmm. correct. A lot of people are on it. As a matter of fact, so I know you're on it. My uh, partner's husband's on it. Uh, yeah, I thought the, the that, attorney yeah. that works yeah. here with us, he's also on it, and they swear by it. So what what are, what are your experiences with? Is it working? It's amazing thing. I've been on it for three years off and on. I lost about 40 pounds. I mean, I probably lost much more because I gained a lot of muscles. But my uh, body composition has changed totally. And I feel like I'm 20. I'm lifting weights and, and pushing weights uh, like I was in the 20. I, my energy level is high. My mental clarity is amazing. So it's all that benefits. You like, you, I get high from it. I mean, positive high. So, so you're telling us that you're not near twenties? I am. <laughs> 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 Let's not talk about it. I just had a birthday. So for, for, the, for the record, he shaved today. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah, I swear by it at this point. I, I, I more into. I get it. I read more. I learn more, and it's, uh, it's pretty deep. There's a lot of people that uh, are more knowledgeable than I'm, of course, and. I listen to their uh, podcast and uh, while I uh, work and drive and and their experience and uh, it's basically all these uh, new uh, not new let's say for the last thirty years uh, sicknesses mm -hmm, mm -hmm. modern sicknesses like uh, high blood pressure diabetes uh, obesity uh, all that uh, what else the uh, um, the uh, triglycerides being mm -hmm. up and stuff like that. Yeah, just, you know, so all that stuff, like, uh, it's, uh, it can be fixed with keto, ketogenic diet. Basically, you eliminate all these bad food that you've been eating. Now, uh, you do suggest also, obviously, besides uh, watching what you eat, to keep moderate exercise as well. Well, that's the thing. Uh, <coughs> Some people just follow the ketogenic diet and then they started losing fat. But I would suggest to go to the gym mm -hmm. and work out to keep the most of these muscles intact. Mm -hmm. And that way you can uh, speed up your metabolism. Because me, let's say, you know, I, I, for, for the last couple, and you know that, because Thursday we go out and, you know, that I cheat at Thursdays. So I follow. Where do you guys do Thursdays? <laughs> and why am I not invited? <laughs> So usually uh, I, I call it as a as a adaptive uh, keto. I, I follow it until Thursday, and then it takes me until Sunday to get it back to it because my body has to burn those glycogen storage in the liver in order for me to get back to to uh, to ketosis again. But even even when we do go out, you don't order bad stuff. I, I don't. But I watched your plate. I see. I understand, plate. but it's still uh, beer that I drink has a carbs. It doesn't kick me out of ketosis, but then I go home and then I eat, like, cheat on, on the food that I like. So well, that's uh, probably where the preparation comes in handy. So next time before you go out, make those fat bombs. So when you get home, you just... I learned the wrong uh, hard way. So, I mean, but it's still, even those times, I could still keep my weight the, the way I want it. I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't gain weight for the last three years. Uh, two and a half years since I was six months strict on keto and then... I was off and on, but my composition, uh, my body composition, keep changing. Even though I don't see the scale going down, but I see my the fat 
burning fat. So it may take me a year or two until I get to, to the point uh, where I want to be. It, I mean, unless, unless I want to do a strict ketogenic diet and do it for the next five, six months, which I probably can't do it because of, uh, of the way I, I, uh, my business is and, and stuff. It's so now you're coming on Men's Health Issue magazine. <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I'm not. I'm just doing this for my health. And I, I, can, I can see him being on the cover page holding two plates with a chain around his neck. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, as you mentioned, food, he really doesn't eat that bad. Only like half a farm of chickens every Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Yep. And now, we were talking about what would happen if we go back to Bosnia. I mean, we would probably close one of these farms easily. <laughs> You mentioned one important point when it comes to keto diet is that it doesn't kick in right away. So, for example, you start eating healthy today, it's not going to start kicking in it's until not like three, four days later. Our, our body, it's, uh, uh, it's, our body it's structured the way that when we, the most uh, source of energy is coming from carbohydrates. So, for you to adapt to fat, you have to cut carbohydrates. And liver holds those glycogen, uh, right? Glycogen, yes, glycogen. Skeletal muscle. You have liver. to deplete uh-huh. that in order for ketones to start appearing in your body. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it takes three to five days. Some people takes two weeks, depending on how much carbohydrate you you were eating prior to getting into the diet. And there is a process of they say the keto flu because your body going through the stuff. You you were depending on carbohydrate for for all of your life. Now you're changing main source of uh, of energy to something else, mm-hmm. and it takes a while till you get that. I actually read one of those articles. They said that <coughs> an average person in uh, U.S. now has enough uh, <coughs> fuel stored that you could walk from New York to Florida and still wow. not not start into the fat burning stage. But the funny thing is, once your body gets adapted after two or three months, you can go back and forth, and your body can still burn fat. You know, you uh, the ketogenic diet it, uh, it's normal for you. It's nothing. I mean, when you uh, fast, mm-hmm. you produce that. The easiest way to get into it is just to fast. Wow. So I mean, didn't know that. But the reason I knew about the three days is that, as I mentioned, the attorney here at our office that's doing it. I asked him today what he wanted for lunch, and he said, yeah, I want this and that. And I was like, aren't you on that ketogenic diet? And he's like, yeah, I kind of got off it this weekend, and I'm going, you know, on a trip the following weekend, and it just wouldn't make sense to start for a couple of days because it's not even going to kick in. So that, that that's when he explained to me the kind of the three-day yeah. kicking in part. And he just recently started to get into the ketogenic yeah, diet. Yeah, it's more deeper than that. It's just uh, once you get the, keto, uh, the fat adapted, that your body burns fat for a, a main source of energy, then you can go back and forth. You can have a cheat meals. You can eat a little more carbs before the workout and a little more carbs after workout. You can cycle carbs and stuff like that. Depending what you want to be, let's say you got a perfect weight when you want to be, and we're going to keep that weight. You can cycle carbs. I mean, carbs are still good. I mean, there's still good source of carbs out there, so you can take. This is just for you to eliminate, maybe fix something uh, like a immune disease or something. Maybe you don't have anything, but just to make sure that you feel uh, much better about yourself. I mean, most people have a high blood pressure. Mm-hmm. They don't even know that they have. I mean, this fixes. Definitely fixes uh, stuff like that. Is it 
is it hard to follow that diet? Like, well, how long does it take you to prep for it for the week? You know what I'm asking? Uh, yeah, I mean, no, not really. I, mean, I get used to it. It's just like I don't eat out much as I used to, but when I do, I uh, you can always, there's a list that you can eat. I mean, no big deal. You can, you can order a, a hamburger with no buns or eat on salad or uh, there's a little olive oil. I mean, everybody can prepare that. I mean, I mean I've been eating out all the time. And I just know what, what to eat, what not to eat. Because I think most people diets fail because of the hectics of their workday and they don't prepare beforehand. So they will just gulp down whatever comes across their table. The thing, the thing is like eating steak every day, it's not good for you, of, of, of course. But on you know, ketogenic diet, you can have unlimited. But you're not gonna feed on steak and bacon or anything like, like greasy stuff like that all the time. But when chances are when you're in, in the restaurant and stuff, of course you, you got availability, why not? And it's not going to kick you out of ketosis. But at home, you can prepare something more healthier. Like uh, most source of uh, good fat, uh, avocado is one of the best. Coconut oil. When you prepare the food, like vegetables or stuff like that, use olive oil. So I'm telling you, the, the mental clarity is amazing. You'll be surprised if you try it. That's how he strikes all those good real estate deals. I mean, I, I mean, it does help you being clear in your head, concentrated, and you know, I don't get frustrated any longer. When I'm hungry, when I used to be uh, depending on ca carbohydrates, you were in a high and lows. You get high and lows. Now you don't have that. I can be without food for 11, 12 hours without feeling the hunger. Mm. Because body uses uh, fat storage. And I think the mental clarity also came on to visibility on that fishing trip. I mean, you know, I think if there was a <laughs> fine for catch and release, he would have like been fined a hundred times. Just so amazing. I can talk about ketogenic diet all day long. It just, it gets deeper and deeper and deeper. And there's more studies uh, uh, done recently with large group of people and uh, every day they come up with something else that it helps out like for cancers patients for skin cancer stuff like that amazing the the stuff that can help out like your basically your body it's fighting for that is amazing yeah you live you learn then you live and you learn i mean full disclosure um you know ld was my real estate agent when i purchased this building you're sitting in right now as well as a couple properties that and I, I gave you a good deal on this, and he, he, he <laughs> did he did cut cut us great deals on everything that I that I purchased. So when it comes to the and we're going back to real estate, I didn't want to talk about that a whole lot today, but we're going back to it. Um, a lot of people are foreseeing a dip coming up. What what is your experience? I don't see the. It may be a dip, but it's not going to be as drastic as the one that was uh, in 2008 and 2009. I've seen maybe uh, market slowing down or maybe switching to a buyer's, mar buyer's market instead of selling seller's market. But I don't really see something drastically that something that's going to, you know, blow you our proportion. Do you think real estate is a good investment for somebody that's Absolutely. thinking about retirement? Absolutely. Uh, maybe because I'm at, in real estate, I don't know all as aspect of it, but you control your own money. I mean, if you know what you're putting in, you're gonna get it out. I mean, uh, investing in uh, uh, rentals, investing in uh, flips, you control that money. You're not giving it to a 
life insurance, you're not giving it to somebody who's going to use that money and make m more money off of that. Mm -hmm. You're putting it somewhere where uh, you can get it out. So, that makes sense? That makes perfect sense yeah. because that's kind of, I guess, you what I'm around you, you, you. Yeah. yeah, you bought it first rental. What I told you, you buy it, you still, uh, it's paying that, it's paying itself off, and you don't do nothing. That's free money. There's a short term investment, there's long term investment. You can flip it for short term, buy a rental property. I mean, there's a formula out there. I mean, I'm not going to get into detail now. You can stop by my office, I can explain. But there's actually the way of you making, uh, buying more properties and they can pay themselves off. You don't have to get anything out of that as long as it's a good deal. As long as it's paid it off, and then in 10, 15 years when it's paid off, a house is clean and free, yours. You can sell it, you can use it as a rental, you can do uh, use it as when you retire as an as income property or give it to your kids. I've read somewhere that the good, uh, uh, I guess, rule to follow is if when you're buying to go for 70%. Uh, yeah. So whatever the buyers, whatever the, the price that you buy for and the value. So if the house is worth a hundred thousand, you pay no more than seventy thousand for it. So that way you're never going to lose money on it. Yeah, is that Th there's one of the rules. It, depending, if it's different when you're buying four or four family, eight family, mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But if single family home, the numbers has to be right in order for you to work. I mean, there's a lot of people buying it, overpaying it, expecting <laughs> the market to go up, and you know. But uh, I, I don't do that. I, I just want to make sure when I put the money, just because of that uh, 2008 to nine drop, I, I want to be careful. Yeah, being careful, exactly mm -hmm. what I'm trying to do. Yeah, and I think that formula is also a bit uh, faulty if you're thinking long-term with that property. So for example, if I bought a property today for $100,000 <coughs> and the property is worth $100,000, you rent it out to somebody and they paid off in 15 years to you, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So at the end of the day, it doesn't matter if you paid 70. Well, yeah, you made a little bit more money on it. That's exactly. true. But if you're thinking long term, then mm -hmm. the, the, the way I'm kind of like, you know, game playing my game on, on, on this real estate side, you know, if it doesn't matter what, what you pay for it if you're thinking long term. Real estate usually appreciate, mm -hmm. right? And it goes up. But you're right. If you're buying for $100,000 something and then you're renting it out, at the end of 15 years, 20 years when it's paid off, even if it's worth 100, it's, it's free and clear yours. And if you sell $100,000, it's still good. Mm -hmm. But the problem that we have, uh, most uh, buyers would calculate uh, increase. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. they think, okay, maybe in 15, 20 years, it's going to cost 200000 mm -hmm. mm -hmm. It doesn't necessarily, I mean, it can even go down. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. so that's why I, uh, there's a formula there how to get make sure that it's a market value what you're buying at that point so that makes perfect so not sense. to overpay for something you that didn't pay for you uh, you didn't overpay for yours they still don't need. no I think we got amazing yeah. deals on all the properties that we worked on for me and and I'm very very happy about that and before we went live here or, or, or before we started recording this episode we talked about um, working with, with, with clients. And I think we can agree that most of our clients are Bosnian-Americans. I mean, I want to say in my practice is probably 70%, 70 to 30 Bosnian-American versus, you know, not yeah, Bosnian-American. Yeah, mine is about the same. About yeah, I, I think so as well, yeah. yeah. And yeah, we just that. discussed the, the, the issues that you usually have. And I don't know if it's just Bosnian-American clients or if it's just clients in general. When you work with people, it's like that. 
there's always going to be some bad apples that kind of screw your day and you're like there man there is one or two per year that you'll regret being in the business you get like pissed off i'm sorry to losing this language but <laughs> i really am i mean you do everything you could you can to explain and and try to get to the point that uh, to get that client happy and you just can't make everybody happy unfortunately i i i call those people the um what do i say they're they're always in the opposition so whatever you do for them and you know obviously i've had clients like that and i just probably have clients like that uh whatever you do for them um they're not gonna be happy and they're always gonna badmouth you and even if they told you i want hundred thousand dollars whatever it is you give it to them they're gonna turn around and say well you should have given me 150 what an ass you know what i'm saying yep. <laughs> and, and, <laughs> you know, and you need those people are never going to happy so i was joking with 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 the uh folks that i work with here we need to have like a <coughs> psychological evaluations of, of, of clients that we sign up because most people 99 percent you know are, are amazing and i love helping uh those folks but then you'll have those couple that'll just screw up yeah and 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 i guess it's in every business like that it's just that uh, i mean generally our boston community it's amazing and i'm fortunate enough that i have so many great uh clients and they're turning clients that kept me busy for the last 18 20 years now but uh there's always bad apples and i mean how many times did you had a, a client come in here with uh I'm not bashing any agent or anything, but I'm saying with American agent asking us to get out of the contract. I mean, come on. I, 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 that, if you hire a right agent, he should be able to get you out of the contract with, with no time. That's true. I mean, the, the, the contract is so complex and it's hard to explain. And you got somebody there and you got here somebody that speaks Bosnian, English, and German. They can explain every single line on that contract legally and get you out of the contract you you find somebody that didn't even explain anything to you and uh because of his business is being slow uh he's pushing a sale he doesn't want to get you out of the contract threatening you go find a lawyer and stuff like that i mean how many times did you had that something like that how many times did you gave me a call ask me how we can help this guy and i always do and i always help even though i it's it's not part of my business and I shouldn't be getting in, involved in stuff like that. But I, I felt sorry about the person getting into it. So, and and you're right. I think I think all of us here within the Boston American community, we really do bend over backwards to to try to help. And people. we honestly you know, stuff do. that we I don't mean, even do. Course. We kind of like mean, go out of our way to help. And I mean, uh, the, the commission of mine is just something that uh, I, it's something that at the end of the transaction, I I strive on on customer relationship on, on customer service and feedbacks i mean my business i I don't advertise you know i don't advertise much and most of my uh, business coming from uh, referrals from prior clients and friends and um you take care of your clients they'll take care of you exactly and that that's and uh, like i said 99 percent of our clients are amazing there's always bad apples but we talk about those i mean and getting them out of the contract i mean it's easy. I can always find a loophole to get you out of the contract, no matter what. I mean, you just tell me. You just have to be honest with me and tell me, do you like that home or don't like it? I'll find you something else. I'm not going to force you to buy anything. I mean, Alice, you bought a home with me. How many times did I tell you not to buy the house? Am I, did I ever push you? To? And you sold one. Too. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's just, I don't push people to buy. I'll give you my resource, my knowledge, and then you have to decide whether you're going to buy or not. And then hopefully in the next four or five, then he's going to call me so I can sell that house. 
And that's what the relationship I'm starting to case, it was much quicker than that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that name was lucky one. That name was lucky. I already had a buyer, and uh, he, I didn't even put on MLS. So I just, you know. Yeah, that was. That was like hand-to-hand transaction. Hand-to-hand transaction. That's really true. So he, he did no. do an amazing job. So, um, obviously, any other questions for our guest today? When it comes to real estate and, uh, and uh, ketogenic diet, no, but... When is our next fishing trip? I don't know, man. I was thinking about going to flipping again. I was just looking at that house next that we were in, and maybe just take both houses and go with families. I'll be something, nice. It's something to consider. Yeah. yeah, that's you know in the next couple of months. I think it's just gonna warm up too much. I don't think. You know, your voice is big enough. I mean, you can teach us how to fish. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. So I mean, there's not space for us to bring a family there and just go fishing. Well, then anything else you want to add to this one? Well, appreciate the uh, opportunity uh, you guys called me in. Uh, this is my first uh, cast. <laughs> All right. So, well, I don't know how I sounded it, but I did the best I could. So I think you're going to sound amazingly, man. We'll edit you a little bit. Don't All right. That <laughs> good. The beginning was a little, a little shaky, but... We, well, we're going to make sure he sounds like Schwarzenegger. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be back. <laughs> Well, thank you very much uh, for being with us, everybody. I think thank you very much. Uh, everybody have a wonderful, safe day, and we'll be talking to you uh, next week again. Thank you all. Thank you, guys.